Welcome to Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Friday, September 17th. I'm Pim Fox. Our top stories include Americans Go Shopping, a review of COVID-19 booster shots, and Housing Construction Gets a Green Light in California. Those stories and more, but first, let's get you caught up on markets. U.S. stock futures are pointing to a lower open, with Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ futures down as much as a quarter of a percent. A reminder, today is triple witching for options expirations, increasing the potential for volatility. The yield on the benchmark 10-year U.S. Treasury note moved up to 1.34% from 1.33%. Oil prices have pulled back after five consecutive days of gains. Brent crude oil declined a half a percent to trade at 75.29 a barrel. It's still up more than 3% for the week. Overseas, the stocks Europe 600 advanced eight-tenths of a percent, with travel stocks rallying on reports that the U.K. will ease restrictions. In Asia, most major benchmarks rose. The Shanghai Composite is down more than 2% for the week. Gold futures are up six-tenths of a percent to $1,766 an ounce, and Bitcoin is higher by about 2%, trading around $48,000. Now our top stories. The Commerce Department on Thursday reported retail sales rose seven-tenths of a percent in August from a month earlier. That was better than the eight-tenths of a percent decline that economists were expecting. While the gains were broad-based, three retailing categories registered a drop. Car dealers, electronics and appliance stores, and stores such as sporting goods retailers. Those declines were due to supply chain problems rather than consumers' unwillingness to spend. Car sales fell 3.6% last month as dealership inventories remain low. In other economic news, initial jobless claims rose by 20,000 last week to around 300,000, but they remain near a pandemic low. Separately, the Philadelphia Federal Reserve's Business Activity Index rose to 30.7 in September from 19.4 in August. That snaps a four-month streak of declines. A Food and Drug Administration advisory panel meets today to weigh evidence on extra COVID-19 shots. The outside panel of about 20 scientific advisors is set to review information about the Pfizer and BioNTech vaccines declining protection against COVID-19 and how people tolerated additional doses. If the Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee recommends authorizing boosters, the FDA could move within days to approve distributing them. The FDA is not required to accept any decision by the panel, but generally does. In related news, Seattle is set to require COVID vaccinations and testing for indoor activities. And in California, Governor Gavin Newsom has signed legislation allowing construction of duplexes on most properties with one home. That curtails single-family zoning. The legislation also makes it easier to divide existing lots into two, making it possible for four homes to be built where only one was previously allowed. The median home price in California rose more than 140% between 2000 and 2019 to nearly $600,000. That's according to the California Association of Realtors. The legislation could spur more housing construction. 
The surge in COVID-19 cases in Southeast Asia has hit ports and closed plantations and processors, extending disruptions of supplies of raw materials such as palm oil, coffee and tin. Restrictions in Malaysia are pushing up the price of palm oil that's used to make candy bars, shampoo, and biofuel. In Vietnam, the world's number two coffee exporter by volume, delays in processing have cut exports, while poor weather in Brazil is also making coffee more expensive. The global tin supply has been hit by COVID-19-related interruptions at a smelter in Malaysia, contributing to higher prices for the industrial metal, which is used to connect computer chips to circuit boards in electronics. Italy is making COVID-19 health passes mandatory for all workers in the private and public sectors. Prime Minister Mario Draghi's government passed a decree Thursday requiring workers, including those who are self-employed, to have a digital certificate known as a Green Pass. Thousands of protesters took to the streets in El Salvador as the Central American nation became the first in the world to adopt Bitcoin as its legal currency along the U.S. dollar. Most marchers in El Salvador's capital of San Salvador were peaceful, but some smashed and torched at least one Bitcoin ATM on Wednesday. Some wore shirts that read no to Bitcoin and sprayed anti-Bitcoin graffiti along protest routes. The World Bank canceled the report rating the business environment of various countries after a probe concluded that senior bank management pressured staff to alter data affecting the ranking of China and other nations. China formally applied to join the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership on Thursday. The initial 11-nation Asia-Pacific Trade Pact, it was originally known as TPP, was crafted under the Obama administration. President Trump pulled out of the deal in 2017. France said that it has been betrayed by the U.S. after being pushed out of a multi-billion dollar deal to supply submarines to Australia. Democratic lawmakers are mulling a carbon tax as negotiations continue over the administration's $3.5 trillion spending plan. Senate Democrats are discussing a carbon tax that would charge between $10 and $20 per ton of carbon emissions. Previously, Senate Finance Committee Democratic staff included a carbon price laying out the possibility of charging $15 per ton of carbon emissions from fossil fuels, a tax per ton of carbon emissions from industrial emitters, and a per-barrel tax on crude oil. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell has ordered a review of the ethics rules governing financial holdings and dealings by senior officials at the U.S. Central Bank. The review follows news reports last week that Dallas Fed President Robert Kaplan and Boston Fed President Eric Rosengren both said that they would divest any holdings of individual stocks by September 30th and put the proceeds into index funds or cash. Both Fed presidents reported trading in individual stocks earlier this year. Invesco is in talks to merge with State Street's asset management business. Invesco shares rose more than 8% in after-hours trading Thursday after the Wall Street Journal reported on the talks. State Street shares rose more than 1%. Wynn Resorts is said to have obtained a $1.5 billion credit facility from the Bank of China as it and other casinos that operate in Macau face tighter government control over the industry. Federal prosecutors plan to criminally charge a former Boeing pilot they suspect of misleading aviation regulators about safety issues blamed for two fatal crashes of the 737 MAX. That's according to people familiar with the matter. Shares of the startup automaker Lucid Motors jumped 6% on Thursday after the EPA awarded Lucid's 
Air Dream Edition with an official rating of 520 miles of range on a single charge. At that level, the EV would beat Tesla's Model S long range by more than 100 miles. Lucid shares are up another 5% in pre-market trading. General Motors said on Thursday it will extend a shutdown of a Michigan assembly plant to mid-October in the aftermath of a new recall of its Chevrolet Bolt electric vehicles over battery issues after 10 reported fires. The largest U.S. automaker said the extension of the production halt at its Orion assembly plant will go through at least October 15th. Ford said Thursday it would boost its F-150 Lightning production capacity to 80,000 per year due to strong demand for the electric pickup truck. The company said that the vehicle would go on sale next spring. The U.S. automaker said it would invest $250 million and add 450 hourly jobs across three Michigan facilities in order to lift production. They've also garnered more than 150 reservations for the truck to date. The Lightning is an electric version of Ford's best-selling gas-powered F-150 truck. Reuters had reported the automaker was targeting annual production of more than 80,000 units. That's up from its prior target of more than 40,000 units. Tesla has opened its first store and repair shop on Native American land, avoiding car dealership laws that have prevented expansion plans across the country. The store and service center is about 25 minutes north of Santa Fe and is not subject to laws that have prevented Tesla from opening stores elsewhere in the state. Ten states, including New Mexico, Texas, and Connecticut, have laws banning direct sales. Ernie Garcia II, the billionaire father of used car dealership Carvana's CEO, has sold more than $3.6 billion of company stock since October. The Wall Street Journal reported that Garcia and his son Ernie Garcia III continue to control more than 85% of the company's voting power. Close to half of all new U.S. gun buyers since the beginning of 2019 have been women. The preliminary results from the 2021 National Firearms Survey show an estimated 3.5 million women became gun owners from January 2019 through April of this year. About 4 million men became gun owners over the same period. And Raj Rajaratnam, the former hedge fund manager who was sentenced to 11 years in prison in 2011 for insider trading, is publishing a tell-all book, Rajaratnam served more than seven years in prison. The first all-civilian crew on Elon Musk's SpaceX mission to orbit the Earth traveled nearly six times around the planet on their first day in space. Now, here's the market update. U.S. stock futures are lower, with Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ futures down as much as a quarter of a percent. Today is triple witching for options, increasing the potential for volatility. In European equities, the Stocks Europe 600 index is up three-tenths of a percent. Stocks in Asia closed higher. The yield on the 10-year Treasury note rose one basis point to 1.34%. Oil futures are down from a seven-week high, with West Texas Intermediate down eight-tenths of a percent to 71.97 a barrel. Gold futures rose six-tenths of a percent to $1,766 an ounce after suffering the sharpest daily decline in almost six weeks. On the calendar, at 10 a.m. Eastern, the University of Michigan releases its Consumer Sentiment Index. Thanks for downloading this episode of Wall Street Breakfast. If you have comments, criticism, or suggestions to make the program more relevant, please do so below. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. Have a great weekend. 
That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best news and analysis on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. To subscribe to this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, Alpha Trader and the Cannabis Investing Podcast on those platforms as well.